the good things. You think about how good he was, you know, Bridget. We just think about how good he was. He was a good man. He, uh, amen. I never had to run for the check. It was there every Friday for 66 years. That's something to say, you know, because I got saved before Dad did, and he taught Sunday schools and stuff like that. And so I'm sitting here last night thinking, God, you know I'm not good at none of this stuff you're telling me to do. You know, I don't know what to do when I get out there. I don't know what to say. He said, I'll fill your mouth. I'll tell you what to say, you know. He knows. So how, whoever you are, wherever you are, you know, you may not be, can speak like that one or speak like this one. But God has a reason for choosing you. And I sit up here and I say, God, whatever you got for me to do, let me do it. Let me do it well, you know. So I thank you all for coming out. And I, my daughter, uh, she's going to always come. That's a driving this girl. Girl, you likes to drive. Maybe we can. <laughs> Tony, you did the driving. Bye, <laughs> y'all some driving folks. Praise the Lord. But I don't have too much to say. I just uh, want to thank you all. And, uh, and uh, what's coming up next, I asked y'all to pray for me. I prayed all night about what I should do. That's the kind of person I am. I don't know nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> I don't know what you put me up here for. I don't, I don't know none of the protocols of the church. I'm all out of order. <laughs> but so to say that, to say this, God will use you if you let him. And, and he, uh, sister was asking, he gives us, I'm so glad he gave me a will. Because if you love somebody, you know, you, you'll do what you do to please them. That's why he gave us a will. Because, you know, the stomping us and make us love him, that ain't no good. You know, he gave us a will, sister, that we can make a choice. So I'm glad of the choice I made. I made the choice. As bad as I get out of protocol, I made the choice to serve him. I don't know nothing to do. I don't, I'm not ever in order. <laughs> Y'all just have to get used to me. But, I'm, but I have a great hope for this church. All I want to do is see, see people saved, healed. I want to see God be God. That's the way I've always been. I want to see God. If he said it, I want it to happen. And I'll be expecting it. <laughs> he knows I do. So God bless all of you. And as, uh, I think uh, my granddaughter's going to preach. And uh, I, I love to hear her preach. She's a good teacher. So she preaches like she teach. So I told her, I said, you be yourself. And I tell you all that be yourself. Don't try to be like nobody else. Uh, God, uh, the world will miss out if you try to be like anybody else. If you stumble like me, just stumble on and somebody will love you anyway, you know, like to do me. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't try to look at somebody. No, be yourself. Because can't nobody be you but you. Praise the Lord. So at this time, I want to thank sister, my sister, my precious sister niece and everything just love her just uh, hallelujah and so she's gonna preach today and i told her i said Brittany, she's a teacher and don't look at nobody else in this audience don't look at now preacher you don't seen. be yourself just be yourself because god don't need no carbon copies <laughs> amen so at this time i present to you my granddaughter right Am I your granddaughter? You know, I got so many. You're my grand- grandmother. Oh, yeah. Great <laughs> grandmother. Group. See how crazy I am? It's my, grand- my grandmother. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and she's going she's gonna to minister because she's good. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. 
i feel like grandma almost started preaching my sermon i was like hmm okay (laughs) um about being yourself about being yourself and it's not it's tied to that but not really so yeah i do preach like i teach i have a lot of notes so bear with me um god gave me this word months ago and i guess for the times that we are in months ago and i remember telling mom i said i already know i already know what's next i already know and that was before what i call life happened right so this script so this word was an encouragement to me so wednesday when we did have school with no snow on the ground but you know um but no snow on the ground to have school but it gave me time to really dive into what god was showing me and i was mesmerized that's what i'm gonna use i was mesmerized by what was said it seems simple but when i really started digging into it i was like oh wow and for me if you're anything like me self-doubt um the wonder can i do this who am i in christ this encouraged me so when i came in and said i have a reason to praise god this morning i got a reason to praise god this morning and so do you you have a reason to praise him because he loves you and you're a part of him. So before I go any further, I should probably pray. <laughs> if you will, please stand by your heads. <clears throat> I was really excited about this. <laughs> really excited. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning. I'm just dust. Use me, Lord, as you see fit to give the, deliver this word that you gave me. Bless everyone, Lord. Touch everyone's heart of asking your name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> okay. So... I title this, You Are a Diamond. Like I said, I got this months ago. Uh, back then, I was like, I don't even know what to do with that. Because you know, diamonds are precious jewels, right? Jesus sees you that way. You're a precious jewel. But the formation process of a diamond is much more complicated than what we see when you see it on jewelry or the ring, right? So the process in diamond, bear with me because there's lots of steps here. The process of building a diamond takes time, okay? So the first thing, diamond formation occurs when carbon deposits, which are dirty, deep inside the earth, approximately 90 to 125 miles below the surface, are subjected to high temperature and pressure. There are times in our life that we feel like there's so much pressure and the temperature is so high You think, oh my Lord, how am I going to get through this unsinged? There's no way. I can't do it. I'm talking about me here. Okay? Might be you, but I'm talking about me. How am I going to get through this unsinged? Um, but that, that's part of the process of becoming that precious jewel at the end. I'm get there. Hold on. Right? Take my time. So if you will go to Daniel 316. 316 or go through 28. It's just, you're familiar with this scripture. It's about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Nebuchadnezzar, who, because they won't bow down to this golden image that he's created. And he said, no, we're not bound down. We're not serving any other images. Um, gets angry and says, okay, I'm going to throw y'all in the furnace. Okay. So we'll start at 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said it to the king after he says, well, why won't you? Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are careful not to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God who, whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. 
But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thy house set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, in the form of his visions, changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake, commanded that they should heat the furnace one, seven times more, seven times more than it was, that it won't be heated. So they're, here they are, they're facing this fire, literal fire, seven times hotter than normal. And he commanded the most mighty men, so the strongest men that were in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hose and their hats, their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was so urgent and the furnace exceeding, exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the men who were designated to throw these men in the fire got singed long before they weren't even touched, right? We know that's what happened here. They were singed. So those situations, those people, those things that are thrown in your way in your life, they'll get singed, they'll get touched, but you're going to come out brilliant. I'm getting there, okay? So therefore, wait, where am I? 24? Mm, thank you. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake unto and said unto his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. And he answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have, have no hurt. And in the form of the fourth is the son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came out of the mouth of the fire burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you are servants of the most high God. Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies had no, had no, the fire had no power, nor was a hair on their head singed. Neither their coats changed, nor the smell had passed on them. Here's the situation. They came out literally untouched. So the situation they were in was hot, fiery, but they came out unsinged. In our trials, that fire is hot. And we sometimes we go through them. And it seems difficult and Lord, where are you? And I feel like I'm alone and all those things that Satan tells you are not true. And in the end, when you're at the end of your testimony, people go, how did you do that? How? I have no idea how you're still standing in one piece. Like my boss told me yesterday or Friday, Brittany, I have no idea how you're still here. I know why I'm still here. I know what it is, right? Despite the fire that's presented to me, I'm going to come out unhinged, and so are you. So are you. So there's another in the fire, right? We know that we're never alone, that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, are always with us. And despite the circumstances in life that's presented to us, 
he is always with us. So they went into this fire and they came out unchanged, unwavered, unsinged. Throw all the words you want in there. They stay came out victorious despite what was presented, thrown at them. We're, I'm going to destroy you. And the enemy seems to do that, but it's a lie. And sometimes we believe the lie that I'm not going to make it through this. That's not true. You are victorious in Christ. Always victorious in Christ. Point number two. Some some of us are diamonds. Let me go back to my diamond. Sorry. That reference. Diamonds materialize in a matter of days, months, and some take others years to materialize. Talk about myself here. God basically gave me my grandmother's mantle when I was 13 years old. And I remember, well, not yet because you're still here. <laughs> and I remember when I was 13 thinking, you know, teenagers, right? What am I going to do with that? I'm 13 years old. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? Um, years, right? I'm 37. I'll be 38 this year. Years. Years. I decided this year was going to be a year of declaration. I'm going to step into doing some things that God told me to do. So this is me stepping out saying, God, I know what you told me when I was 13. I know what's supposed to be. I'm going to step out and declare this year is going to be different. I might not want to be the same Brady that I've been for the past. Well, no, don't do the math. 24 25 yeah we won't talk about that we won't do the math there anyway so carbon binds strongly together to form crystals additional carbon crystals attached to the crystal as it grows so as you come to christ and you grow right we all know that we're a body in christ and that we have to have one another to make it through this we have to I'm a person, and some people, and some people know this, where you kind of, you pull your singleton and you go hide in the corner somewhere and you don't want to tell anybody or talk or have somebody pray for you or I can do this by myself. No, it's not designed that way. As a body of Christ, we need one another. We're not designed to do this by ourselves. You, your gift, your talent fits perfectly into Christ's body, whether you know what that is at this point or not, Right? It fits perfectly. We are all called to our appointed positions of the membership. Whether, whatever your calling is, whatever it takes, your calling, your gift, your talent, your knowledge fits perfectly into the body. Perfectly. That's part of the go back to be yourself. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. one of Paul's letters and he talks about the spiritual gifts and I'm going to start with verse 4 so there are diversity of gifts but the same spirit so we are all in Christ together but we serve the same God there are different ministries but the same Lord there are diversities of activities, but the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. You are not designed to be by yourself. I've said this already, right? That gift in your talent is meant to be shared with those who are lost. And sometimes we get comfortable, and this has been said here many a times. We get comfortable in where we are, right? I'm saved, keeping my salvation to myself. That's not what we're designed to do, right? 
diamonds pick up carbon along the way. So I'm picking up the dirt and the loss along the way. That's what you're designed to do because they form and bind and attach to you, right? Lost my train of thought. Um, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gift of healings by the same spirit, to another a gift of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being meaning are one. So is also in Christ. So we're one body. We need each other. Our salvation not only belongs to us. We have to pick up carbon along the way. And I'm meeting lost souls here, right? Your mission field is wherever you, God tells you it is. For me, it's the school I work in. And I'm trying to be like, not what's the word I'm looking for tiptoe around students and situations because sometimes you need to pull them aside and say look Jesus loves you right your salvation is not yours alone that's part of the formation process of you becoming that di- brilliant diamond at the end <clears throat> where am I at? I'm going down 14 for in fact the body is not one member but many it's a foot shall say because I'm not a hand I'm not of the body is it not therefore of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would there be the hearing? If the whole hearing, if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you. Can you imagine not having your hand? Be difficult. Nor again the hand to the feet, I have no need of you. No, not rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And I think the enemy has even tricked some Christians into thinking, I'm, I'm not that valuable. My gift isn't that valuable. My talent isn't that valuable. It is. It's a lie. It is valuable. Where am I at? 23? And those members of the body which we think are to be less honorable, on those we should bestow greater honor and be unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having greater honor to, having, wait, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members shall have care, the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it, with it. Or if one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. So, you are a body, and we all need each other. We have to have one another to make it through this. I know after losing daddy, the worst thing I could have done is kind of reclude back, which is my nature. But 
i know the holy spirit something in me said you this time you can't do that you need the body you need your family you need those things and i will tell you bearing this has been a much better process right so life throws things our way our salvation is not our not ours alone right we're picking up along the way and then my final not my final but the next thing is the formation the diamond process is when you pick up carbons along the way it eventually has to come to the top of the earth right that process happens in an explosion boom that explosion is when you meet the end and you boom and you come forth so the last step in the diamond formation process is moving to the top of the earth. It happens very, very quickly. So where you feel like you've been dragging and stagnant, there's going to be a moment where something booms for you and things are going to shift and change. That is that moment of declaration for you where things are different. So when you come forth, you show God's ability and his authority through your testimony when you've now come out of that fire and through that process. With explosions come fire. Fire cleans it moves impurities. Uh, when something comes back, when, when something grows back from that fire, it comes back brilliantly shining anew. Right? Let me find my other note. So, anybody know the four C's of diamonds? Like when you go pick out a diamond, what the four C's are? The four C's. I only know one too, so I didn't look at this up myself. Color, clarity, carrot. I, did we say color? We cheated. Okay, there we go. So, do you know that diamonds are not clear when they come out of the ground? Yeah, okay. This is all new to me, right? Oh, the first, last one was cut. That's the one we couldn't find out. New to me, right? Okay. Um, so, color refers to the natural color or lack of color visible to the diamond based on a GIA scale. Again, it means nothing to me. Um, it is often assumed that di diamonds are completely clear. But since diamonds have trace elements in them as they go through the pro formation process, they do have subtle colors. While color is one of the four C's that jewelers use to rate diamonds, the color is much about rarity and quality. Completely colorless diamonds are the rarest. They're the rarest. And they're extremely valuable. Think about how when Jesus cleans you up and make you completely shiny and clear, you are extremely valuable. And you are extremely rare. Extremely. So as the diamonds come from the ground, they usually have yellow, brown, gray because of the impurities they pick up in the earth. These diamonds are rated based on their hue, tone, and saturation, and the diamond color indicates these factors. Colors diamonds do not have saturation. Instead, they have fire and they have brilliance. So I'm going to go to First Peter 2 and 9. It's my favorite scripture. It's my favorite. But ye are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should, shall for, ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And I was reading that scripture because it is my favorite scripture. I was struggling with the word peculiar because I've always learned that it meant strange, something weird, different, 
right so i was looking at it i had the teacher of me had to dig into the what these words meant so i looked up the hebrew meaning of peculiar it means something purchased or preserved you're purchased you're purchased by the greatest diamond collector ever you're purchased so it's mean you show special possession or property. So the Hebrew word comes from the root meaning to shut up, which is what you do with wealth, right? God protects us. Hence a jeweler or a peculiar treasure. And then marvelous is you are a wonder held to a very high regard. So this is, this is all my negative self-talk. And when God showed me this, you are this precious jewel held in high regard that I purchased you by my blood and you are yes going to go through some tough times in your life right we didn't go come a Christian to know that we weren't going to go through anything that's not scripture but in the end of it you're going to come out unsinged victorious and brilliantly perfect brilliantly perfect The other sea of diamonds um, was cut. That's the one I don't think I heard. We got clarity, carrot, color, cut. So the cut refers to the facets and symmetry and the reflective qualities of a diamond, right? Because now that the diamond is pure and beautiful, if you ever seen somebody with some real bling on their hand, bless you, the real bling on their hand, right? You can see on the other side of the room, just shiny and glimmering, all pretty, right? So it sparkles. So you are molded and shaped by the world's best diamond collector. And our trials shape us. They mold us into what God has for our perfect end. Um, let's go to Jeremiah 18, two and two through six. Arise and go down to the potter's house and there will I cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels and the vessel that met that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so that he made again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as I, as this potter? I can make you, I can mold you, I can shape you to exactly what you need to be for what I have for you to do. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. So all of this was a reminder to me that when the enemy comes to you and says, you can't do it, you're not enough. All those lies the devil throws in your mind, right? You are the rarest, most valuable jewel God has. You, me, you are. That was my final thought. Let me wrap up with that. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to get back over to you, Al. I said that was good. (laughs) 
Let's stand up on our feet and give the Lord a good praise. Come on. Let's give him a good praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise him. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Well, I don't know about y'all, but that sure helped me. <laughs> I think I'm thinking up now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anybody else had anything that they? Yeah. 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 That's the way the Lord go. That's what he do. Yeah. Yes. I do too. Yes. So it's really uh, uh, dishonoring God, I think, to look down upon ourselves if when God brings us to a place, you know. That dishonors God. That's what I feel when she was ministering. I said, Lord, I will never do that. I just, you know, you got to help me with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's nothing wrong with being who God made you. And when you're not, you give our God dishonor because it takes something to make us. Like she was talking about the diamonds, it takes a diamond. You know, so if he done went through all this trouble here, then we should be grateful to the Lord and, and thank him. You helped me very much. Thank you. The word has been helping me. Is the word helping you? Ain't nothing like the word of the Lord. I tell you, woo. Ain't nothing like the word of the Lord. Did that help you, Selena? Yes. Yeah. You see, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And I think about we all are different. I was talking to somebody. And they were saying, well, I don't understand. I said, I think you should study to know people. And when you know a person who they are, you know, the way they act. But people don't take time to do that, but you should. That way you can treat each other better. So, well, you know, that's their personality or that's the way, that's who they are. That's how God taught me, you know, just to love people for who they are. Once you learn who they are, then you expect to be him to be themselves. Am I making sense? And that way you can get along with people. And if you're thinking everybody's the same, then you you bad shape. Because we're not all the same. We're all different, but that don't mean that we mean anything different. So I'm glad to be here today, and I praise the Lord to be here. Now, I'm sitting up here thinking about what y'all should do for the next step. So y'all y'all just, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there saying, now, Lord, I'll do this. Now, you got to give me the words to say. I don't, and I'm going through. But then when she started ministering, that took all of my attention. And I just want to thank the Lord for my granddaughter. And for you, that minister, thank you, Lord. For you too, Al. For all of you that minister to us, you know, it it uh it means something when you minister. You know what I mean? You're ministering from the mouth of God. It's just wonderful. Praise the Lord. Give him another clap offer. You know, uh Thank you, Jesus. So we got any announcements. Is that time for that now? Jackie, you got anything you want to say? Anything? Okay, we got another meeting, but you, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Whether it help or not is good. <laughs> you know, we're going to do it legally, Lord. 
legally here. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I foresee people like Sister Lee saw it. We're going to be having services in homes. And we're going to be sneaking in caves to have a service to be with one another. So there ain't going to be no church, big steeples. I believe that because she was a prophet of God and everything she said came to pass. And she said a long time ago, she said, it'll come a time when we have to go in a cave or sneak somewhere to have service to be with one another. I believe that. So don't get too attached because you don't know where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing. One thing you should get attached to is what the Lord taught us today to, to Jesus. He is so wonderful. I just really want to thank him. So are you going to announce something, Jackie? Or? So go ahead. Okay. Anybody else got anything to say? Well, we really enjoyed the Lord today. We enjoyed every Sunday. God has been really good to this church. Uh, we get the truth, and the truth will make us free. And I just want to thank the Lord for that. I really, truly do for the, the people that come and stay, and they really love. I tell you, God has been good to us. He really has. Amen. I think he got some up. My son used to say, got some up his sleeve. <laughs> My son was a minister. He said, I think God got some up his sleeve. <laughs> Amen. So at this time, I guess, who? You want this? You need to learn it all. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you just miss it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your word and the confirmation for me that this is what you wanted today. I ask God that you protect everyone as they leave to their appointed destinations until we see each other again. Asking your name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>